Hey, welcome to a very special episode of the Husker Cuzcast. This is Justin, along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. We're here to offer our reaction to the spring game today. It was a great game, but let's get into the number one story out of camp, and certainly the number one story out of the spring game. And that's got to be the quarterback battle. Tyler, take it away. Quarterbacks had a pretty impressive day across the board. It started with uh, Tristan Gibbia. Um, on the very first pass and hitting an absolute dime to Javon McQuitty. Uh, it was called back, but just from day the beginning of the game, he looked sharp. But the absolute story of the game to me was Adrian Martinez. Um, he, he looks like he's in the sphere of Taylor Martinez. As far as athleticism, his speed was transparent across the board. He was uh, efficient throwing the ball. Overall, great game for the true freshman. Derek? I think I passed for 10 of 13. I, he was I, To me, he was every bit as efficient as Tristan Jivia, but he had the speed to run around, too. Uh, I, you know, I just you guys were giving me a hard time last week after P.O.B. transferred. I guess maybe I just will start rooting for Tristan Jivia because he'll probably be the next to transfer when he doesn't get a chance to play. <laughs> Let's not say that. I, I, I'm, not re- I'm not ready to say the quarterback race is done yet. I, I think they both had really good games. Um you know, they were asked to do a couple things differently. And, you know, I've heard different people or I've, I, I, I've seen some different things where people think that the tackles helped uh, Adrian Martinez. But I think it kind of or it hurt Adrian Martinez that he would have got more yards. But I think it helped. There's a couple of those runs that I think that people kind of let up a little bit. And they probably could have got him if it had been full speed contact. Well, it's funny you say that, though, because I think a lot of people are saying the same thing about Jevia and that, that one run that he had that he barely got touched and he almost took it to the house. But if you watch that play, that linebacker completely let up before he touched him. Like, he could have smoked him. Yeah. Well, the thing about both quarterbacks to me is both of them played like they did not want that green jersey on their backs. They wanted to play. And uh, I saw that early, the way that Jebbia was running the ball. He was pl- running with some authority. So I thought until I saw Adrian Martinez and Adrian Martinez. You're right, Tyler. I mean, he is like uh, Taylor, Taylor Martinez. I mean, he just, he's got, he's so explosive. He's quick. And he, I mean, he has a great field vision. Uh, before we get carried away with Martinez here. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Just one thing to add to that. Everyone wants, everyone wants to talk about him being like Taylor Martinez. The only difference is the kid can throw the ball. He doesn't, have a screwed he, up and he doesn't look he doesn't look stupid doing it. Well, I don't want to be a little Taylor Martinez because he's one of my uh, favorite house. Oh, I love Taylor Martinez, but, but we all been complained about his throwing motion for four years. True. Uh, before we get carried away with, you know, I don't want to make it sound like that's a two man race, even though it may be, but, uh, we got to give props to Andrew Bunch. Andrew Bunch looked solid back there. Tyler, what did you see from Andrew Bunch? Yeah. I mean, he, he really did. I mean, he took command of that offense. I mean, he had probably a little bit lesser talent around him than those other two, but he looked efficient. He looked athletic. Um, he, he had a couple really good throws to one, the rhymers and one, the raft that were really spot on passes. Um, you know, I, I've been a little bit skeptical of him through spring ball with all this media hype, but you know, I, I I'm not ready to say he's going to be a starter or even realistically a factor in that conversation. But man, if he, he got some meaningful snaps this fall, I wouldn't be disappointed what I saw today. Derek. Yeah. I thought he had a few good plays. I thought that was overly terribly impressed with what he did. I mean, for being a walk on and being what, we all expected him to be. I think he exceeds my expectations from what I seen today, but I don't, but he's, I don't think he's in the quarterback race, honestly. Well, he was certainly the Tristan Jebbia of last year's spring game. You know, he, he played on the whites and he looked damn good doing it. However, at the end of the day, my thoughts are it's a two man race between, uh, Martinez and, uh, Jebbia. Who's got, I don't know who has the upper uh, leg in that one, but you, to me, you cannot redshirt Martinez. That all this redshirt talk uh, about redshirting Martinez—it's got to be off the table, doesn't it, Derek? I, I, th- I think you're right. 
I I personally think he is a leg up on on Jebbia, and it's, it's nothing against Jebbia because I think he's a good quarterback. And I think he's more athletic than people originally thought that he was. But I still think that Martinez is a way better fit for the, for, the, for this offense. Uh, but my question for you guys is: so does this uh, end the talk of? Uh, a graduate transfer, or do you think they still going to go after a graduate transfer? Well, I think if they can get one, they do it. Um, I, you know, I, let's not overreact completely based off the scrimmage today and think that our we have an all American quarterback on our roster because I don't know if we have that. But I think if the the right guys out there, you you'd be foolish not to look, especially considering where you could be in depth. Um, going into the fall. And um, we are not overly deep at quarterback. I think that the whole conversation the whole conversation changes with me is with Adrian Martinez. If he would have looked like a true freshman coming in, then you redshirt him, and then you can certainly be open to bringing in a graduate transfer quarterback. However, Adrian Martinez does not look like he's going needs to redshirt at all. So what does that give you? That gives you you know, uh, in the one-two slot, you got Jebbia and Martinez, and then Andrew Bunch certainly looks like a solid backup. I mean, is he a better than number three? Maybe, but there's three solid guys in there. If you leave them in there, I don't. I don't know if you need to go out there and get another quarterback to screw up that whole chemistry in the quarterback room, Tyler. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you might be right. Maybe I was a little tough on the depth there. I mean, if, if Adrian Martinez doesn't redshirt, I think the depth is in a better position. And I, I tend to agree with you guys that I think redshirting him may be a mistake. But Derek, I do dis- I disagree. I don't think he has a leg up um, right now on Gebbia. Uh, yeah, I think that you look at what he did with throwing the ball down the field, um, which is something that we did not really see a lot from Adrian Martinez. Uh, I, I, I don't have the stat line in front of me, but I don't recall him throwing a ball in the air more than 20 yards. Um, he had a couple balls that were close up, but I didn't see the guy go down the field that much. He didn't play last year. You do. I would worry a little bit about how his ability to read and make plays outside the box, but redshirting him maybe off the table. Maybe my thought after that game was, this could be a guy that maybe you get a couple, you know, you give him a couple series during the game as a change of pace quarterback. And I'm not usually a dual quarterback fan, but his skill set is so unique and so special that I think you've got to find a way to get that guy on the field in some capacity. I agree. Uh, one person that we can definitely eliminate out of the quarterback stuff is Todd Onis. Uh, <laughs> he. He looked great as a redwood receiver, but uh, his uh, his little play there at quarterback looked like crap. <laughs> uh, he he had the throwing motion of Taylor Martinez with the interception rate of ta- of Tommy Armstrong. <laughs> you know what? So what's great about that though? That gave Lamar Jackson his first interception in any live television <laughs> thing. We've never seen him get an interception, and yeah. that was the one. But um, we did leave off the other name, the the transfer from UCF, Noah Vedral. Um, I think we can all agree he did not have the best showing today. True. Um, but, you know, he was a guy that I think if he would have got eligibility, had a shot to compete. I'm not quite ready to bury him as much as some people probably are. Um, I, he didn't look good today. He was easily the fourth out of the three or out of the four. But... I, I just think that he still has a familiarity with the offense, and that could be something when you start seeing more complex defenses that could come in handy. Well, you know, when you only have four quarterbacks and you say he's fourth, you're still last, okay? I thought there was a huge separation from the top two to the second tier and then to, I mean, then Vedral. I mean, yeah, maybe he does know the offense. And, hell, maybe this was – his worst performance all through spring. Not a lot of media was able to see him through spring. You know, he had some accolades for from the coaches. So who knows? I mean, this was a terrible outing for him. But you know what? He's probably not going to be eligible anyway. So it's not the worst thing in the world for him to uh, crap out on the stage. Derek? You're, oh, you're absolutely right about that. Chances are he's not going to play this year anyway. However, I think another another aspect that we have to look a little bit towards is the uh, talent that was around him. Where I, I know that Bunch was playing with basically the same talent, but Bunch had basically one or two good series, and then the rest of it was kind of like, eh, 
And I and I think that Vedral had one one or maybe one series where he looked okay, and then the, then the rest of them were just kind of like, eh. But he and well, then he had the one bad interception where he was pressured. But I I I I, 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 I Justin, I think you're right. I think there's a huge separation between the one two and the three and four. I I think three and four. I didn't see that much separation between Vedral and Bunch, but I think there's a huge separation between the other two, and that may be a fact of who they had playing on which side of the ball there. So, Well, let's talk about additional separation. You know, another uh, a hard-fought battle, position battle, was the running back situation. Uh, did we see any separation there today, Tyler? I didn't. I, I, Greg Bell was fast, and, and, and I don't want to say he exceeded expectations when I saw, thought of him, but... You know, he definitely looked the part and lived up to the hype I wanted to see from him. But I will say, Mikhail Wilbon looked impressive to me, too. It looks like he's bulked up a little bit. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it looked like they had probably about the same impact running. I think Greg Bell had a pretty long reception off of a screen. That was nice, but they, they looked pretty comparable to me. And Divine Zigbo on the Whites um, didn't really have the best outage, but you could still see there was a few runs where he moved the pile. He is going to get reps this fall because of the way he runs. He is unique, and when he does, the, the, I think the coaches will be smart enough to find a recommendation or a way to get him in the lineup. Um, so I think you look at those top three guys, or I guess Wilbon and uh, Bell, I, I saw I saw them basically as a coin flip throughout the game. Derek, what did you see? I think you're absolutely right. They both had 54 yards to let you know, Tyler. Uh, Will Bond did it on 10 carries. Greg Bell did it on eight carries. So, I mean, they were almost a mirror image of each other. Greg Bell did have that one really, really – well, he had really two good receptions. He averaged 20 and a half yards per, per reception for 41 yards. His long was 22 yards. So both of them were damn near 20 yards. Uh I, I, there's definitely, I think there's definitely separation as far as them two go beyond, beyond the next guys down. Unless you want to put Wyatt Missouri in there, who had the longest run of the day. I mean, well, again, let's not he count shot. him out. He, he was uh, somebody's favorite pick last year to be one of the best running backs we were going to have, and we never seen him. So, so let, let's talk about Wyatt Missouri. You know, again, he's a spring favorite. You know, and you know he stole the show yet again. With this, uh, with the running back situation that we have right now, and you know Trey Bryant, he's injured right now. If he comes back healthy, when he comes back healthy, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good stable of quarterback or running backs. Does Wyatt Missouri have a place in this running back situation? I mean, remember we have Maurice Washington coming this uh, this fall. Uh, maybe he red shirts, but that's still. A lot. It's a healthy stable, Derek. I, I think you have to remember not only is Maurice Washington coming, but so is Miles Jones, who, granted, he's a kind of a wide receiver, but he tends to line up at, at running back a lot too. I mean, that running back room is getting going to start getting really full, and I, I just I don't I, I like Wyatt Mazur. I think that one play that he had in that game that everybody was raving over, I think it was a breakdown in the defense. There was nobody anywhere near him. It was good blocking by the offensive line. But overall, I think it was a breakdown defense. There was nobody on that side of the field to tackle him. And so I, I don't want to give him too much credit because he had an open field to run through. I, could, I probably could have ran for 20 yards on that. Uh, you're giving yourself way too much credit there, Derek. Uh, Tyler, what do you see? I, you know, I think what I saw was there wasn't much separation between Javion Bradley and Whitemanzer. I think those two could be comparable in their roles. Um I, I do think this coaching staff is going to be more open to maybe giving him a shot to play. But, Derek, you're right. That running back room and Justin with Trey Bryant coming back, I mean, I, again, I think Zigbo is going to find a way to get his touches. If Trey Bryant comes back at close to what he left at, man, I, I just don't know where you're going to see Missouri take reps from Wilbon, Bradley, or Bryant, or Wilbon, uh, Bell, or Bryant. I just, I just don't see it. I just, there's not enough carries to go around. Yeah, I mean, a Zigbo right now, he kind of looks like that guy that will get five to seven carries along with Bradley. But, you know, I think probably Greg Bell and Will Bond and Brian, they're going to be getting majority of the carries. I mean, they'll be the double-digit guys. 
Well, I disagree. I don't see Bradley getting carries. I think Bradley really. I I, I just I didn't think he looked impressive today. I I just think he's too comparable to what Greg Bell does and Mikel Wilbon. Um, I just a lesser set. I I just don't see where he's really wow. going to get much of a role unless an injury happens. I mean, if if Trey Bryant doesn't come back healthy, and I think we're all rooting that he does because he could be, you know, potentially the best running back out of the bunch. Uh, I, I just don't know where he's going to get carries in that locker room. So, so let me ask you this, Tyler. So we're, we're talking about White Missouri and you know where he fits in this depth chart a little bit in a way. Who's who's going to be the front runner between Bradley and uh, Missouri? I mean, who's going to get if Bradley's not going to get carries? Is Missouri is he going to get carries? Who's the I, first I, one to get? I, I think they're they're basically a coin flip at this point. Um, Missouri, I think, had probably a little bit better stat line of the game, but Bradley definitely took more carries, um, which I think is a relevant of what they think of them on a depth chart perspective. So I guess I'd probably say Bradley is just a little bit leg up, but I think in the event of an injury, if those two are going to get into a game, I think it's basically a coin flip right now. Wow. Bra- Bradley uh, had a whopping three more carries than White Missouri did. Yeah, but Bradley got he got more carries early than Missouri. Missouri got a couple like meaningless uh, carries at the end of the second quarter, then a couple more in the second half. Uh, Bradley was in there, you know, from the get go. Really, you know, he saw some carries in the first quarter. So I don't know. I mean, well, well, Derek, Derek, what about you? Do you think who do you think Bradley and Missouri? I mean, if you had to say right now, who do you think this during the football season who will end the season with more carries? Probably Bradley. I, I would probably root a little more for Missouri. I don't know why, but I probably would root a little more just because he's been the spring game hero for the last two years, and he's that walk-on kid that you kind of want to root for, I guess. But at the end of the day, Bradley's probably the better athlete of the two. So moving on to the wide receivers here, uh, our top two guys, Stanley Morgan and J.D. Spielman, you know, they, they sat on the bench and hugging the cameras for the entire game. Uh, who else uh, out of that wide receiver made a splash to you guys? We'll, we'll go with you, Derek. Well, old man Jones over there is worried about the camera and who's looking at the camera and playing on the camera. Well, the rest of us were actually watching the wide receivers, I guess. Uh, Tyjon Lindsay, I thought he had a really pretty good game, especially they had, you know, they had kind of had him in the, what I call the Miles Jones role, where they had him lined up at running back, and so he just kind of played all over the field, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, Javon McQuitty had a really, really good game. Justin McGriff, I think he's going to end up red shirt. Now, he, he looked okay, but I think at the end of the day, I think he probably could use a good year to sit back and just develop his body a little bit more. Uh, everybody's raving about Cade Warner. I I don't know what to think of that one specific play. It was bad tackling. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a fun play. It was, it was a, a fun, fun play. play. It was a fun play. There's and there was nothing wrong with it. But does that mean I think Cade Warner is going to start getting a lot of playing time? Eh, I don't in know. a spring game, late in the spring game, you know that's when it's going to be all the walk on guys. You know, getting their playing time and shining. I mean, I that. That was just a fun little moment there at the end of the game. I, I, w- I was a little impressed with how much the uh, staff used the tight ends because there was a lot of tight end play in this game. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's going to happen in the real season or if that was just uh, another one of those, hey, give them time to play because they're not going to play much in the games. Or I, I don't know what it was. But, you know, Austin Allen looked pretty good. Uh, Jack, Jack Stoll, he looked really good. <sighs> I, I, there was just a lot of uh, – Engelhopped had a – I think he had a catch or two. Raftal looked pretty good and with his touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone from Bunch. Uh, I, I was just – I was really impressed with what, what the staff did with tight ends. I, di- I didn't expect to see much tight end play. One guy that was MIA, Tatter, was your guy, Keon Williams. Yeah, he, yeah I, I didn't see him catch the ball. I don't really see him much on the field, but uh, – so that was a shitty pick, so hopefully uh, no one picked the over on his catches. But, you know, I, I think if you look at the wide receivers and tight end position groups, is, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone really stood out to me as a star. But what I saw is, you know, last year and even 
up to a month ago, the, the thought of this position group was depth. We didn't have the depth we needed. And I think the depth right now is not an issue. Um, our two best wide receivers are, were on the bench. But if you take that off, I, I feel good. About, you know, I think Tyjon Lindsay, Derek, you hit on him. I mean, he, he's probably our third best. But I think you look at that four through seven, that those position groups, um, with McQuitty, uh, Mike Williams, who um, – you know, I don't think he had the biggest game, but he has some nice run routes. Um, you know, Cade Warner maybe a little bit, Dana Reimers a little bit later. Um, Woodard, when he gets there, I think our wide receiver depth looks as good now as it has looked in uh, recent years. And I, I'm really excited for this position group. And tight ends was definitely a position group I was a little worried about. I think Jack Stoll definitely probably emerged as the number one guy with Austin Allen and Raftall probably competing for that number two tight end. Both of those guys are pretty big um that the, the long catch from austin allen he was a little bit awkward about like wait no one tackled me yet i can still run like um he probably needs to fill out and get a little bit more field confidence but um you, good routes by them and in those that height can come in handy definitely during the fall uh one of the things that i noticed there you know talking about the tight ends a lot of tight ends got some good action in there but there was one tight end mia i don't know if he just didn't if he didn't suit up, if he was sick, or if he just wasn't a factor, is a tight end Matt Snyder. Uh, do you guys have any knowledge about that? Did you guys notice that? I, I did notice that. Um, he, he, I didn't see him on the field, and I believe he suited up. I, I just that that's a kid that really hasn't developed into his role I've seen yet. So it's kind of sad to see where he is currently, probably on that depth chart. Well, we have a lot of we got a lot of talent there at tight end. We got Cameron J- uh, Jurgens coming in as well. Uh, that tight end rooms it's got to get a little bit slimmer. So I wonder if this guy might be one of the guys that could be transferring or asked to transfer, or however that may shake out. But uh, that was certainly noticeable because Matt Snyder was one of those guys that came in with so much promise, and we were all excited for. But you're right, uh, Jack Stoll and you know Engel. Op- those guys, like, there's a lot of great talent at that tight end position. So uh, hopefully we get to keep uh, more of those guys around. Uh, but we'll see as far as the wide receivers. Uh, I thought McQuitty was just an absolute beast. He was, I don't know if there was much drop off there from, uh, you know, I'm just going to put it out there like uh, Stanley Morgan. I think when Stanley Morgan leaves, McQuitty's going to be the guy that could step right in his shoes there. I mean, they it looked awesome to me. I was I was really pleased with our wide receivers and uh, uh, some of the walk-ons. There's a lot of walk-ons that got some quality playing time today and made some quality plays. So I think we're in good hands there. Uh Moving on, offensive line. I don't know how much you guys got to see of the offensive line or your thoughts on the offensive line, uh, Tyler. I mean, I I thought they were okay. I mean, you look at the white team offensive line, I thought they were a little less impressive, and I think that may have contributed a little bit to some of the running back struggles on the whites. I just I didn't see the holes really there for them. You know, Zigbo had, like I said, not the greatest game. And it seemed like, you know, if I was going to put a percentage, you know, probably 80% of his rushing yards came after first contact. Um, I mean, it it just, it didn't look, it it wasn't overly impressive from the whites. The reds were okay. Um, I, I think that the, there is not a lot of competition when this is all, when everyone gets healthy. Um, that center is probably the only position that we're going to see some real competition um, but you know, you look at the tackles, they look with Yime, uh, and Farniak. I think they're pretty set. I think, uh, Farmer and, uh, um, Foster are probably set at guards. I just, I don't see a lot of depth, uh, competition really at our offensive line coming fall. I, I, I thought, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if no, there's no. a lot of, uh, competition at center yet either. I mean, I, I understand that. Right now, it looks like there is, but I think Michael Decker probably takes that role pretty easily. Because if you remember how bad Cole Conrad was at center last year, I mean, he was versatile and he played every position pretty well, but he was never a great center. And I don't know that was ever a good spot for him. 
And I think Michael Decker will take over that spot pretty easily as he gets healthy. I was impressed with the uh, uh, the aggressiveness that Farniok played with. I mean, he was, of course, he stands out there with his long hair, and uh, he was out there popping people, especially in the beginning. That's when I really noticed him. So I thought there was definitely improvement from last year. Uh, I will say that, you know, I'll say that just based on the spring game, but there looked like a lot more fire out of there. Uh, it's probably easier to play against a vanilla defense like that, but uh, I I was pleased with what I saw. The running game looked a little bit, a lot better than what we have seen in the past. I don't know, you know Derek? I'm going to change the subject on you just, just a tad here. Uh, you know, you talk about a vanilla defense, but this was supposedly a vanilla offense as well. And if that was a vanilla offense, I can't wait to see the real thing. Because, good God, that was an exciting offense to watch. And they didn't really do anything super spectacular, but, hell, he scored 49 points. I, and I understand I was against some backups and everything, but they, they moved the ball well. It was fun to watch. It was fast. I mean, normally by third, fourth quarter, I'm sitting here going, okay, let's just hurry and get this thing over with. Yeah. But I was excited watching this from start of the game to the end of the game, really. That's a good point. Uh, you know, under Riley, the spring games that were coming on, you know, last year the spring game was a little bit more entertaining because we actually got to see some pretty good quarterback play uh, with with Tanner Lee, Patrick O'Brien, of course, Tristan Jebbia. He was the star last year. But the, remember the year before the spring game, the spring game was a yawner. I mean, it sucked. It sucked bad. And I think that was a spring game where they cut it off and then they finally showed the entire game in total and it still sucked even seeing it you know this game was actually exciting i loved what the the up tempo the offense with that brought i mean it was an exciting offense it's it's not like what we we've seen before i guess is what i'm trying to say uh tyler any thoughts there no i i kind of agree but i will say this it was supposedly a vanilla offense and defense I thought the defense looked pretty like non-vanilla for how vanilla it was. I mean, I thought they were they were rotating people. They had some I don't, I don't want to say blitzes, but they, there was definitely some stunts in there and some. I, I mean, I saw linebackers get up field, so something was happening if they weren't blitzing. Uh, but I, I thought overall, like if this was vanilla, I'm excited what we're going to see um, go to the fall. But you know, just kind of circle back around to the offensive line. I, I just think that this is a position group that we are going to need to see more. And you heard a lot during the telecast, and you've heard a lot this offseason about Zach Duvall. I think this is a position group that needs to continue to develop, and we need to see more depth. Because I think we are one injury away from being I, – I don't know who our third best tackle is. I don't know who our third best guard is right now. I, I just – this is the, the position group of – probably this number two position group on the field that I am just terrified for depth right now because I just don't see it. Uh, very fair. Uh, moving on to defense, uh, defensive line play. Were you guys impressed? Tyler? I, I was. I, I think there was, a, there was a couple guys that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Um, the number one being Deshaun Neal. Um, here's a guy that's kind of flown under the radar um, his whole time, you know, I, I, he ended the game with two sacks and a fumble recovery. He was aggressive, pushing the pace, going against that number one offensive line the whole game. He, he looked like a guy that I could definitely see contributing. And, and the second guy to me was Carlos Davis. Um, here's a guy who I think will probably end up playing that 3-4 uh, defensive end during the fall. But he played a lot of snaps at that nose guard position. And he looked pretty good in that nose guard. Um, very versatile. Um, you know, I, I think our defensive line could emerge as the position, once we get Stolenberg back, as the position we may have the best depth on the team this year. I, I am really excited about this group. Well, I think the, the one guy who's actually benefited more than anything from Stolenberg being hurt is Peyton Newell. He actually, I thought, he, he, he really impressed me. I thought he looked pretty good. He was in the backfield a lot. He seemed to put a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. I thought the whole D-line as, as a whole put a lot of pressure on those quarterbacks. And they, they were given a couple sacks that 
I don't know if they were really sacks, but you touched them, so technically they called it a sack. Right. But uh, the, but the pressure was there, and I think it was more pressure than we've seen all of last year by far, just just from the three linemen, and that, and that wasn't even really including the linebackers coming in the few times they did. So I mean, yeah, I was highly impressed, and Carlos Davis did. He looked really good. Uh, Deshaun Neal was really impressive as well. I agree with you on those. Uh, one name I really didn't hear much of was uh, Freedom Akamoladun. You know, it's not. I don't know if it was. Uh, I, I just didn't hear his name much. I don't know if he was in the. He wasn't in the backfield much. So I don't know if he just had a bad game or. I, I don't know what the deal was, but I didn't hear it. Hear, see your. See I didn't hear his, Yeah, I didn't hear his name often either. I, I think he finished the game with like one tackle. Uh, looks like two here. Oh, um, you're right. One assisted and one, and one solo. You're right. But linebackers, uh, you talked about linebackers. What do you think of the linebacker play? Anybody? I, I That one was tough, I think. Uh, outside linebacker, I mean, I, I don't know. Colin Miller, he had a few good plays out there. It's going to really come down to if Breon Dixon can play or not, I think. I think if he can play, I think we got pretty good outside linebackers. Although he had a lot of penalties on him, which kind of disappointed me. But I think his play was pretty good overall. Uh, inside linebackers, I, I, I think it's uh, probably Will Honus and Der, uh, Darren, Der, Diedrich Young, sorry, are probably your probably going to be your stars. But I think you're going to see a lot of those linebackers rotate a lot throughout the game. So I don't. It's it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Tyler. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, I, well, I'm with you on Colin Miller. I think that he looked really good right now. Um, I like what I saw. He had a strip in the game. That was a really nice strip that he had. Um, um, you know, I'll tell you the guy that I actually thought looked the best today at middle backer was Mohammed Barry. Um, he, he looked fast, aggressive. You know, you've heard that what he's done from a strength and conditioning standpoint, um, I, I, I really like our top three inside linebackers. Um, you know, I, I, I worry about our outside backers. I really do. I think that's a position group, and Derek, you hit on it. Breon Dixon, where I don't know where this is going to land. Um, you know, selfishly, I would love him to be able to play. Objectively, I don't think he should be able to play. But if he could play, I, I think that he would immediately become the starter. But Colin Miller could definitely compete there. Um, Ferguson was out there. You know, he looked okay to me. But I think that outside linebacker is probably going to be one of our weaker positions going into the fall. I, I Alex, can't believe Alex Davis had a had a few plays here and there that he looked okay too. But yeah, I, I think you're right, Tyler. I think I think the depth at outside linebacker is just thin, and it's going to probably hurt us still a little bit throughout the year. I can't believe you guys glossed over the name that you heard in te- uh, the the whole game long, and that was uh, Winemaster, Jacob Winemaster. That game, they called that guy's name the whole game. I mean, he had a great game for the Whites. I mean, he was he was making tackles. He was uh, quick. I mean, sure-handed. I mean, golly, it was impressive. I think what he did. Well, I, I think that you're definitely looking at him as a guy that can maybe take some of the spots from uh, um, Avery Roberts. I think we look at Avery Roberts at fourth inside linebacker. Um, he could definitely be a guy and that could maybe maybe compete with Avery Roberts because Avery Roberts I was virtually a no-show. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't see much of him. Um, and I will say this in defense of the outside backers. Um, Luke Gifford was not out there today and you know he, he there was a the interview when he said he's 245 right now that he's as big as he ever has been um, it, it will be you know hopefully he can get back sooner than later so he can get conditioned and get in the game shape but I think that you're looking at him as a guaranteed starter and that would sure up at least the Sam outside linebacker a little bit. He did look like a pretty big guy, even sitting there next to Nick Stoltenberg there on the sideline. Both well, those two dudes looked pretty damn big to me. Well, and, and, and he was, I mean, 
arguably the most exciting defensive player last year we had. I yeah. mean, he he looked really good last year. I, I feel confident that if he can get back into game shape and healthy, that we'll be solid with him. Um, but Derek, your point's right. I mean, there I don't know who his backup is. I don't know. I mean, I, I would think Ferguson would probably be his backup, but um, I, I I really I think that we'll be solid there. But Poor Avery Roberts, man. I, I really hope this kid figures it out because I think that he could have been something special. Well, we're gonna, well, you talk about backups and all that stuff, depth charts. We're going to see a lot of projected depth charts over you know the next couple of weeks. Hell, maybe we should even come up with our own. <laughs> that, could be a, that could be a fun debate there. Uh, but moving on, the secondary. Oh, go ahead. Before you yeah, go sorry. on. Uh, you, you know, with Avery Roberts, you almost have to kind of – Speculate maybe that he maybe if he's one of the transfers too. Like we still we are we still like uh, eighty at eighty eight uh, scholarships. Yeah, we have three scholarships yeah. to cut. And so you kind of wonder if maybe he's not one of them that goes. And I hate to think that. You know, of course, we don't want any of them to transfer if we can help it. But we're going to have to lose three scholarships one way or another. I don't and know. Any no time Well, and with his no show in this game, and I. And, and uh, we talked about Barrett Rude calling him out last week, and uh, I just you, you have to wonder if maybe he's not the next guy out. I I just I hope it isn't the case because I I think that recruiting class that class that came in there I, I there was a lot of guys to be excited about and I mean you can go back and listen to um, you know our old podcasts on this but we gave our hot takes on that. But, man, in retrospect, that guy was a guy who was so excited about coming out of high school. Yeah. He he had a little bit of Levante David in him. I saw this. Like, he wasn't the biggest kid out of high school, but he was aggressive. He went to the ball. I, I just – I don't understand why this isn't a defense he's thriving in, what, what they're asking of the linebackers. Um, the only thing that I could come up with is that you look at the top three guys, I think they're just a little bit athletically probably ahead of where he is. But man, I, I just I think depth that inside linebacker isn't a strength of this team. Um, that we he will find a way to get on the field if he can if he sticks with it. Yeah. All right, moving on to the secondary. Uh, what stood out to you in the secondary, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think that the I mentioned earlier that the second position of depth that I'm concerned about is offensive line, but DBs and secondary is definitely number one to me. I, I think they've looked okay today. Um, definitely isn't a glaring concern at the starting positions, but man, I, I just didn't see people really fly. There was really not a standout. Um, Lamar Jackson was good, but he got burnt by, uh, Rymers early. I, I just, I, I really worried about this position group going into the fall and the depth, um, is really, really concerning to me. Derek. Oh, absolutely. The depth is a concern. You know, there were a lot. There were two or three plays where, he, like, uh, Jebby had thrown a ball that kind of sailed on him a little bit to the right. On uh, I can't remember who the receiver was, but he was wide open. There was nobody near him. And he kind of had to try and turn around. He kind of fell down trying to catch the ball. But if he had caught, if, if it had been a good pass and he would have been, he was, there was nobody between him and the end zone. There wasn't anybody within 10 yards of that guy. And then when Adrian Martinez threw his touchdown to uh, McQuitty, there wasn't anybody within probably five yards of him. Uh, absolutely, I think that's a big concern. Lamar Jackson came up with his first interception, as you said earlier, in any televised time in Nebraska, in his time in Nebraska. Uh, the, the rest of the secondary, I thought, I didn't hardly hear any of their names. Aaron Williams, I think you heard once or twice. Uh, DiCaprio Boodle, I don't remember really hearing his name at all. I'm not. Did he play? He supposedly started. I thought he started. He was supposed to. But start. you didn't hear his name all day. Like, yeah. I thought, you know, because I, I thought uh, was I thought one of the uh, Spielman. I thought he was supposed to play today, but he ended up sitting out. So I don't know how many guys actually sat out from this virus or not. But I yeah, I didn't hear anything out of Boodle. I didn't hear anything out of uh, that Deontay Williams. I, I didn't hear it a so, lot out of most of these guys. So one of the guys that started uh, on the red at cornerback was a guy by the name of Ethan Cox. And he's a freshman walk-on. I don't know with the way that they divvied up this uh, uh, 
the roster, especially on defense, how that goes. But for him to be starting on offense, either that team. was either team. Yeah, he started absolutely. either team. That is impressive. Uh, this is a guy that I hadn't heard of before today. Uh, making any waves, Tyler? Do you do you have any knowledge? No, I, I don't I, on Ethan Cox. I mean, but I think that you just speaks to that overall depth issue on this. But I think when you look at this position group, I, I think that obviously I think we know who's going to be playing come the fall. But it, it, it just it, it goes back to the previous staff's um, poor recruiting in this field. And I, I think you're just looking at this position like, man, there is a long ways to go. I, I like Lamar Jackson. I, I will – Continue to say it. the guy has every in you know tangible item that you could ask for in a cornerback. He just we're waiting to see him put it all together. Hopefully, Fisher can get a little bit out of him and he can move forward. Well, but but more to this, Ethan Cox. He's a redshirt freshman out of Blair, Nebraska. Uh, a little Nebraska boy getting it done there. So. Uh, that's 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 pretty exciting. Do, do you think he'll be a top three corner next year? I, you know what, I don't know. I mean, before today, I have no idea. But the fact that this guy is lining up starting on the red defense, there's a reason why he wasn't was out there. I mean, they're not going to put a guy on the first play of the game or for the red because he's a nobody or you know because well, he's not going to sniff the field. You know, I mean, look at the company that he was with. I mean, he's with all the the guys that you think are probably going to be starting and he's out there with them. Is it due to injury? I mean, uh, they're on the whites we had Eric Lee and we had Tony Butler. Those are two popular names out there. Uh, and you have Ethan Cox, something to think about. We'll see, you know, maybe it means nothing. Maybe I'm blowing it up out of proportion, but Something to think yeah. about. It, 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 it's possible. And I think there isn't a great depth. I mean, there isn't. And so the, maybe Ethan Cox finds his way. Um, and Derek, to your original point, maybe Boodle did play. I, I thought he was supposed to start and play. But, um, I, I mean, maybe the guy didn't come out play. But I, I still think our top three corners are going to be Lee, Boodle, and uh, Jackson. Um, our safeties are set. I mean, Stovall was a guy that I think a lot of people were talking about a former walk-on that a guy that a lot of people thought we would see. He was a little bit quiet today. Um, I'm, Eric, I'm looking at the participation report, and I'm unless I'm completely glancing over it, I don't see any of those two guys on the participation report. Stovall, or Stovall and Boodle? Correct. All right. So, so, so maybe once we get full healthy, maybe they end up being late minute scratches because of the illness. It is possible, and that's, yeah, that's and that's the whole thing. And I, I do think I had heard of the Ethan Cox a little bit. I, I think I read an article on twenty four seven that was talking about him making a splash during the spring. Uh, I, I don't. I can't say I've, I had ever heard of him before that one article, and that was the only article I remember seeing about him. Uh, the one I really didn't know about was this, uh, Reed Carroll who had 11 yeah. tackles in the game. And to be honest with you, I still don't know what position he played. His <laughs> secondary, but you know what? He was like the, he was the quietest person with 11 tackles <laughs> for a guy that active. He was certainly quiet in that game. Uh, let, let's move on to the bright spots overall in the game. Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. What was what was really bright for you? Well, I, th- I think the, the biggest bright spot, and we hit on this at the beginning of the podcast, is Adrian Martinez. And and, and I, I, I we, we haven't said this line as much as I thought we would tonight, but everyone just relax. It was a spring scrimmage. But, my God, I, I get the hype around him. His athleticism... Is great. Um, I, I don't know if he'll be the starter this year, but man, that kid's future is as bright as anyone on the roster. Derek, you, well, you want to talk about the good? And that, again, this I'm going to bring up Tyler's point again. This is a spring game, so I don't know how much you want to read into this. But the fact that our red defense, our supposedly starters, only gave up 217 total yards in this game. 
I think that is a very bright spot. I think it shows that there is some turnaround in this defense. Yeah. Uh, I agree with both of you. Uh, I will counter with this, Derek. I don't know. You know, it would have been nice to see ones on ones for offensive and defense, at least for you know a little bit of the game, first quarter or whatever, to see what that really compares to. Uh, but overall, yeah, it was nice because last year under Riley, we were getting beat up, we were getting torn apart for buku yards against teams that are probably lesser than the white offense. So uh, yeah, that was some good science there. Uh, negative signs, Derek. Kicking game. Oh my goodness. Are we going to miss Drew Brown or what? I mean, we had two missed field goals by what I assume Barrett Pickering. He missed a field goal. Uh, that from he missed a field goal and an extra point. I don't know how the hell you missed an extra point, but he uh-huh. managed to do it. I will say this about the Barrett Pickering. I think there was a bobbled snap on it and it was kind of a, it wasn't the best uh, all around play to begin with for him to kick it, but it was it was like a what, I think a thirty yard field goal that he missed. I mean, it wasn't a long field goal. Yeah, Tyler, I'm going to go with penalties, and, and I know this is a new offense, but there was and defense. I mean, there were numerous penalties in this game that, uh, especially on the offense side, Nick's some big plays. Um, a lot of illegal motions, a lot of things. Uh, you know, you hope these guys figure it out going into the fall because I think that is definitely a big concern right now. All right. Uh, game MVP. If you were to name one guy as the game MVP, who would it be, Derek? Adrian Martinez. Easy. Tyler? Uh, to be different, Greg Bell. I mean, I, I think that he probably produced the most uh, yards. Um, so definitely um, a shining star in the game. All right, so we'll, we'll pretend like you can't pick the same guy twice. I'm just going to go McQuitty. Uh, McQuitty, I think he's got a welcome addition to the wide receiving core, and he's going to he's gonna be a big playmaker out there. Uh, so great, great spring game. Loved it. Uh, way better than the spring games we had under Riley. Maybe, I don't know, Pelini. He, he kind of got creative there at the end, but this was, was a good turnout. All right, let's go do the last call and get out of here. Tyler, last call to you. My uh, last call is to the Husker faithful. Um, 86,818 people showed up for the spring game, which is the eighth highest attendance ever for a spring game. Uh, The highest in Husker history and the highest this year across college football. There's no place like Nebraska. Absolutely. Well, you think it was obvious that when we got Frost back, that that was one thing I that I well I, I was like I'm not going to try and take credit for saying it, but everybody always said that was one thing that Frost was going to do is reunite this fan base, and it's proving in drones that that's what he's done. Well, thank God there's there's a great weather, not great weather, but it was better weather in Lincoln as expected. You know, even last week. So, yeah, great attendance. You know, it looked like a fun game. Wish I was there. Uh, last call to you, Derek. My last call goes out to Patrick O'Brien, who is on the sidelines cheering on the other quarterbacks. Well, I guess he's probably cheering on the whole team, but I, I noticed him right away after, uh, I believe it was Adrian Martinez's first touchdown. No, it was uh, Andrew Bunch's first touchdown, the first touchdown of the game. And he was on the sidelines giving him a hug and patting him on the back and telling him good job. Uh, that was pretty cool for a guy who's basically said, I won't be part of the team anymore to show up for this event and cheer him on. It was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he was there signing autographs after the game. I I saw pictures of that. So good for him for not abandoning his guys. Tyler. And and, and awesome. Cool for him, but also cool for Scott Frost. I mean, there, it could have been very easy for Frost and staff to say, you're leaving us. We don't want you here. Not let him get that access. But it was a nice send-off for a guy that, you know, never really got his chance to shine in Nebraska the way that a lot of us like would have liked. All right, last call to me, and my last call is going to go out to Tom Osborne and all the other former Huskers and how they just look so at home. They're on the sidelines during the spring game. It was awesome to see a lot of these guys 
you know, uh, they're usually they kind of filter in, but for some reason, this kind of looked a little bit different to me. I mean, it, it's, they're welcoming one of their own back and, uh, I could tell that there's a lot of excitement with the uh, the former players. Tyler? Yeah, you're right. I think uh, Bill Callahan completely nicks former Huskers. Pelini brought it back a little bit. Riley probably kept it the same, maybe a little bit improved from what uh, Pelini did. But this is, this is different. And, and this is what we've all been waiting for is Nebraska faithful – all these legends in Nebraska back on the sidelines and all in unison for the Huskers. Uh, it, it is something that you can only wish uh, to be part of, and it's amazing. I think all it's going to go to this new roster. Yeah, Derek? Absolutely. I don't have a whole lot to offer. I think you guys have pretty much said it best. Uh, it's always good to see any Nebraska greats enjoying good times, and they obviously are excited to see this guy back, so – Good for them. Good for Husker Nation. Let's hurry up and get the falls. I'm ready for some football, guys. I am too. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Hey, we'll be back Tuesday night. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the special podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to all of our podcasts, all of our episodes are on uh, iTunes and on Pod- Podbean. Be sure to listen to HuskerHype.com. Uh, check out them for all the latest Husker news. Uh, on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we're going to get out of here. As always, go be great!